Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
you stand? Please stand. Please stand all over the sanctuary. Please stand. I have a message from the Lord. And it comes out of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Hallelujah. And the word of the of the word of God says, Arise and shine for the light has come. The light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Arise. God is telling us, arise, shine, arise. Everything else takes a back seat. Every depression, every argument you didn't have before you came here, the things of yesterday, the things of the, re of, of the week, rise and shine. For the Lord is upon you. Then if we could jump over in Isaiah, still in Isaiah, Isaiah 61 and 1. He said, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor and I do believe our Bible study and the preaching have been saying to the least of these so rise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you so let us do his will and let's go into his presence that we may be fed again today Father God we come to you Lord God and before we ask of anything, we thank you, Lord God, for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for you look past our faults and you saw our needs. We thank you. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we was able to wake this morning, Lord God. Mm. Knowing that this is the day that you have made. Knowing that we're going to be glad in it. We thank you. We thank you for breath in our bodies. We thank you, Lord God, that every limb works. We probably have to drag one of those legs, but the limbs work. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for the breath in our body that you were breathing, the ruach of God. God, we thank you. Food on our table, Lord God, we thank you. You have met every need, Lord God, every necessity, Lord God. We say thank you. Oh, Lord God, as we come into your presence, Lord God, knowing the atmosphere has been set, Lord God, that we may be able to receive, Lord God, that what you have planned for us this week, this day. Lord God, open, the ear, open our ears. Open our eyes that we may see you working. Lord God, from the ushers to the musicians to the praise worshipers, Lord God, we thank you. 
Lord, we bless your name. We ain't going to sit right here, no, Father. We're going to move on, Lord, because we know, Lord God, that you have, have set the agenda to feed us today, Lord God. Feed us till we won't no more, Lord God. It's in the name of Jesus. We're going to walk out this building, Lord God, fully refreshed, full, renewing a fresh wind, Lord God, that we may tell this dying world, Lord God, about your son, Jesus of Christ. Lord God, fill this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you remain standing with us as we praise and worship our God, let's give God a hand for all, everything, for being all and for being everything. I need him. I know I need the Lord. And I need him more and more. Come on, put your hands together. No matter what I have to do, because I need you more and more. No matter what I have to do, cause I need you more and more. I'm chasing after you, no matter what I have to do, cause I need you more and more. I'm chasing after you, no matter what. 
Heavens high, 
search the earth below, but there's no like the Lord, why don't you clap your hands and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Nobody like him. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You all may be seated. What an absolutely glorious day it is. God has allowed us to get through another week and to see the start of a new one. And we are indeed grateful. We are indeed grateful. I'm excited today because uh, we are starting 
uh, Children's Church back up. We've been down for three years, but, uh, but today we start again. So I want to introduce you formally uh, to our children's ministry director. You all know that we were we set out to hire a children's ministry director uh, several months ago, and um, and uh, oh, <laughs> and I want to reintroduce to you, uh, Dr. Cookie stepped down um, a little while ago. She was um, she was having a baby who's like about to start college now. We didn't. Really <laughs> We didn't realize that uh, that we'd be out with the pandemic just after she stepped down, but uh, but she is stepping back up to the plate, and we're so grateful for her. And so I'll give it to her for further instruction. Uh, good morning, Mount Calvary. Uh, uh, as Pastor mentioned, I'm Dr. Cookie. My mother named me Alicia, though. I have a real heart for children. I'm passionate about teaching children about the love of Jesus. Um, thank you. <laughs> I am very excited to get to know our little ones and also all of the families. Uh, so children's ministry uh, this year will be serving children uh, ages six months all the way through age 11. At this point, we are focused on rolling out our ministry for our school-agers, so uh, children ages 5 to 11. And then once we're rolling in that department, that's when our nursery ministry will pick back up. Um, so today, I'm really excited to get started and to get to know them. So if you have children ages 5 to 11, if you could have them stand for me, and then send them over to the door right over there. Yes, I love this number. <laughs> Honestly, I could cry. I'm like really excited. Um, I'm going to keep them. If you guys know me, you know this is my jam. Um, I'm going to keep them for the entirety of service. Please do not be nervous. Please do not come back there. I don't like to play with adults. So um, I will see you after service. Thank you. Let's thank God for these beautiful children that he's given us. Also, if you're interested in working with children's ministry in any capacity after service, if you could come to the back so that I could meet you, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Uh, at the end of service, Minister Stephanie will, uh, will cue you, parents, so that you can uh, head back and, uh, and grab your young ones. Great. Let me welcome those who are here in the building. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We don't take that lightly. Uh, we will never take it lightly again after the past few years that we've had. We're grateful just to be in this space together. We, are, we especially welcome you if, uh, if you are visiting with us, if you consider yourself not a member of the Mount Calvary Nation. We'd love to see who you are and where you are. If you're able, would you stand so that we can recognize you? Any visitors? God bless you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? God bless you. 
Come and sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming love. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. make just a few observations. Uh, Minister Frances Wright Pate, wave your hand. She is being honored or has it already taken place? It has already taken place. Um, she was honored at this year's Empower Her Brunch um, that honors sisterhood and uh, and service. And there's a, a long list of, uh, of people that are worthy of it and included on that list is our very own Minister Francis Ren, uh, Wright Pate. God bless you, ma'am. Congrats. Our oratorical contest, our speech contest for young people is going to take place next Sunday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, next Sunday at 9 o'clock, that's March the 19th. Listen, we don't want our young people to get up and have to uh, to speak to an empty sanctuary. Uh, so y'all come on to the oratorical contest at 9 o'clock next Sunday morning and then just stay for worship. Um, we are in the process of, uh, of a whole bunch of comebacks, and we're grateful and we are excited. Jail ministry starts again uh, next Sunday night. Is that right? Jail ministry starts next Sunday night. Uh, would you please keep Minister Christie and, and that entire team lifted in your prayers? Oh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Got it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, also, uh, at Dunbar Health and Rehab, um, those services, oh, Minister Guy, have start, you all started this past week. Is that right? The last Wednesday of each month. Uh, that is starting back. Would you keep our ministers, uh, our ministerial alliance in your prayers as they head out uh, to Dunbar Health and Rehab and um, hearth, hearth to Home. Hearth and Home. Yeah. Um, out here on uh, Dixie Drive, uh, they also administer service there. Uh, would you keep our ministers in your prayers? The Springfield District, that is our sub-district for our denominational work, is hosting a workshop uh, entitled Prayer in the Bible. And that's going to be next Saturday at 9 o'clock at the Bethel Baptist Church on Paul Lawrence Dunbar. 
Uh, the cost is $10. If you would like to go, Mount Calvary will pay your registration, uh, but we will ask that you would leave a $2 um, deposit um, so that, uh, and then when you show up, then we'll give it back to you, all right? Um, it seems to work, and so we'll, we'll go with it. If you are interested, would you see Dr. Elder? Uh, would you wave your hand? You can see Dr. Elder, and, uh, and she'll get you signed up and ready to go. Thank you to those who came out to the Georgia Miller workshop yesterday at Macedonia. Um, I got to, it was for women, but I got to poke my head in um, as president and, uh, and it was an absolutely wonderful time. Thank you, Minister Ashley, and thank you all the women who went. Uh, God bless you. I pray that you were enlightened and enriched. I do want to, uh, to make you aware. I received a letter uh, last week from uh, Brother uh, Jonathan Jackson, um, one of our uh, music staff and praise and worship leaders, uh, and he has resigned from the music department. And um, we haven't fallen out and, and no big drama, but I wanted to make you aware. People here leave out the front door, right? Um, and he is... He's not moving his membership, but, uh, but he has resigned from the music department, and we certainly thank him. Uh, he, did, he worked wonders with the children's choir, and we are grateful for him. Good. That's what I have for you. If you would, uh, pay, uh, yes, ma'am. Orientation, new member orientation today. Uh, just after service, come back to the conference room. Um, and somebody will be there waiting for you. God bless you. That's all I have. We're going to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. While you're turning there, if you would, turn your eyes to the screen. And Mountain Media is going to share with you uh, this week's tops, top announcements. Good morning, Mount Calvary. My name is Bethany Harbison, and here are your morning announcements. Join us for the Senior Outreach event Tuesday, March 21st, and every third Tuesday of the month from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. here in the Mount Calvary Atrium. Come and join other seniors for senior sit and fit exercises from 10.15 a.m. to 11 a.m. Please bring two canned goods of equal size for this event. Group games is offered from 11.15 a.m. to 12 p.m. and lunch is also provided. Adult daytime Bible study is back. The class will start March 15th and be held every Wednesday after that at 11 a.m. in the church atrium. Come out and study God's word. Mount Calvary will celebrate Mother Bobby Winston's 90th birthday with a birthday ball. The location will be at Sinclair Conference Center. The date will be September 15th at 6 p.m. The tickets for adults will be $40. Tickets for teenagers, $25. And tickets for children will be $20. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can see Miss Marilyn Rutledge in the lobby area. Also, tickets layaway is available. This month's Deacon on Call is Mr. Myron Sandifer and Mr. John Gibson. This is the congregation's link between you and the Mount Calvary family. The number to reach is 937-422-9849.
That's 937-422-9849. This concludes our morning announcements. Again, my name is Bethany Harbison, and you all have a blessed one. Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Can we have got a hand for this praise team, Living Worship? One thing that I love about being here at this church is one of the highlights of my time here was when last week when everyone in the sanctuary was singing together. We were singing Lift Every Voice and singing. In a big place like this, it really feels good and it sounds good when we all are able to sing together. Amen. I got a lot of great singers that sing up here with me every week. I got a lot of great instrumentalists. Let's give it up for this band here too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's a lot of great singers all through this house. I know you're sitting next to people that you want to know, why aren't they up there singing? But it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as we're all able to come together and lift our voices in worship. So this is a, it's a version of a popular song that I want to teach you all today to sing with us as a song of worship as we prepare for the word. You are the source of my strength. It's a simple song. And you are the strength of my life. And I lift my hands in total praise to you, to you. That's all it is. I'm going to sing it again. You are the source of my strength. And you are the strength of my life. And I lift my hands in total praise to you, to you. Could you help us say you are? It's a simple song. I want you to be able to sing this song throughout the week whenever you feel you need the Lord. You are, you are the, strength the strength of my life. And we lift up holy hands. I lift my hands. It's a sign of surrender to lift your hands. For we all need the Lord. Say you are. I need you in my life, Lord. So I lift up holy hands in total praise to you, to you. Church, help me say.
strength of my life. I can't make it without you. I can't make it without you. I lift up holy hands in total praise to you. To you. Mom and daddy used to sing, I need the old, I need the
Help me say this, y'all. I need the old every Say that again. That's what we need. Oh, me now. Me now. Because nobody knows your situation. People don't know what you're going through. I come. I come. I come. As humble as I know how. I come. To. To thee. Yes, Lord. We need him. Matthew 18 is where we're headed. Starting at verse 18 verses 18 and 19 from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. Here's how it reads. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I, um, I want to read one more verse that I didn't give them. Verse 20. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. That verse 20 makes 18 and 19 make a whole lot of sense. All right, y'all may be seated. God bless you. Minister Ashley, you all have uh, women talk. That's not what it's called. Power hour this coming Saturday. At what time? at 11 o'clock, power hour for the ladies. Um, Minister Eva Porter is going to be speaking uh, this coming Saturday. Don't forget, ladies, y'all come on out for power hour. We have begun this year talking about prayer, and, uh, and this study is drawing to a close. I was telling one of the ministers this week, um, we could go on and on, um, but it's time to bring it to a close in the next uh, two weeks or so. We'll move on from this subject if the Lord says the same. We really started out at the end of last year as we studied about faith and what we believe since the Lord tells us if you believe, then you'll have what you ask. 
And we have taken a look at Jesus when he told his disciples, when you pray, make sure you pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive our uh, for we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. You all know it. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We've been talking over the past few weeks about boldness in prayer, right? Uh, Hebrews 4 reminded us that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and there find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. I do pray that this study thus far has been a help to us, helping us to understand the purpose of prayer, uh, the power in prayer, and to really appreciate and use the privilege of prayer. But this morning, I believe we need to take a look at, uh, at another aspect that, that, that we, can't, uh, we can't overlook, and that is the fact that there are some hindrances in our praying, some roadblocks, some things that stand in the way of our realizing the true power and potential of prayer. And I, I, I want to try not to look at this from a negative perspective, but the fact remains that there are some things that can hinder or block our prayers and our prayer life. The Bible is clear about several of them. Psalm 66, verse 18, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. James 4.3, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. Proverbs 28, verse 9, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. James 1, 5 through 7, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, but the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Check this out, men of God. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. There are things about which the Bible is very clear that can stand in the way of our prayers. And this text I've preached before, but before we leave this study of prayer, before we hurry on to its conclusion, we need to take a look at a few of the hindrances that Jesus implies, <clears throat> excuse me, here in our passage today. There are some hindrances given here, and that's what I'm going to preach about for a little bit today, hindrances in 
prayer, uh, what to look out for, what to avoid, what to keep an eye open for. When we started uh, this series several weeks ago, one of the first aspects that we learned was that in this, in, in the entire uh, model prayer, Jesus includes, he uses inclusive language. He uses words and phrases like our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us as we forgive. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. The entire prayer includes words like us, our, and we. There is no I, me, or my in the model prayer. That there is a community orientation in the way the Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Because although our world and our culture and even the church has become individual focused, encouraging self-centered worship, self-centered praying, we know that according to the word, there is some power when the saints come together on one accord in prayer right? We see it in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when they were gathered in one place on one accord and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost swept through with the sound of a rushing mighty wind and filled all of them and they began to speak in tongues that they hadn't learned and they received some power. We see it over in Acts chapter 12 when Peter was in jail, right? And the church got together to pray for him and while they were still praying the Lord was moving. An angel appeared to Peter in prison, loosed his chains, led him right past the guards, out of the gate, dropped him off in the street before he realized that it wasn't all a dream. We learn that there's some power in prayer when the saints come together in prayer. We see it in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are in jail because they had cast a spirit out of a young lady who was making money for people by telling their fortunes, right? And when Paul and Silas cast that demon out of her, she couldn't do it anymore. And that started messing with people's money so they had Paul and Silas arrested beaten and thrown in jail but the Bible says that at about midnight these two saints started praying and singing together and suddenly there was a violent earthquake and the foundation of the prison were shaken the prison doors flew open everybody's chains were loosed and even the jailer and his family got saved that night all I'm trying to tell you is that something happens when the saints come together in prayer it's the power of agreement and really it's what we read about in our text today I tell you truly that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name there I am with them now if you have been in church any length of time you have probably heard these verses we quote it a lot. Where two or three are gathered. We quote it a lot. If two of you get together, touch and agree. It's often quoted, often quoted without context. Often used without considering what it's really saying. But I want to offer today that there are some verses leading up to that. There are some instructions that the Lord gives, some warnings that are offered, some hindrances to avoid. And if we're going to realize the full power of prayer, the full power of agreement in prayer, then, then we've got to look at uh, some of these hindrances to avoid. The first hindrance that the text points to is, number one, a lack of humility. A lack of humility. 
We will never fully know the power of prayer without humility. It's in the text. Let me show you what's going on. Jesus has just finished talking about what's going to happen to him in the near future. He's talking to his disciples about the events surrounding Calvary. He has just finished telling them that he's going to have to go through some stuff, that he's going to be abused and even be destroyed, but he promises that it's not the end. And they were sad, and their hearts were heavy for a minute, and then one verse of Matthew 18 says, at the same time, some other versions say, within the hour, catch this, Jesus has just told them that he's about to be whipped and beaten and die. And within the hour, an argument arises, a dispute arises. Just parenthetically, that's how most church arguments do. They, they, they spring up around some foolish, some selfish <laughs> position jockeying that has nothing to do with the kingdom anyway. <laughs> An argument springs up about who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They have apparently now gotten over the fact that Jesus is about to have to go through all this. They are probably confused thinking that Jesus is about to set up a physical kingdom. They're thinking, all right, this is what we've been waiting for. Now, who's going to get what position? And the saints today are still doing the same thing, arguing over positions and titles. Maybe it'll be Peter. After all, he was the one brave enough to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Maybe it's Peter. We always knew he was Jesus' favorite. When, when Jesus asked, whom do you say that I am? It was Peter who answered, you are the Christ. And Jesus said, right then and there, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Then Peter, James, and John, Jesus' favorites, got to go with Jesus up onto the mountain of transfiguration. When Jairus' daughter was sick, and, and uh, Jesus only took Peter, James, and John with him. So obviously, it's got to be one of those three. Jesus listens to this foolishness, and he captures this teachable moment. And he calls a child and puts the child out in front of them. And he says, except y'all be converted, you need a heart change. <laughs> Except you be converted and become like little children. You ain't got to worry about a position in the kingdom because you won't even get in. Whoever humbles himself as a little child, that's who's the greatest. Y'all know what the Bible says about humility? 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He'll exalt you. First Peter 5, 5. God opposes the proud. He resists the proud, 
but it gives grace to the humble. Michael, Micah 6, 8, the Lord has showed you what is good. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Romans 12, three, uh, verse 3, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Y'all know what the Bible says. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. The humility precedes the praying. That's why, saints of God, if you haven't gotten anything else out of this series, I need you to understand that prayer is not where we give God his marching orders. Humble yourself. If we're going to know and experience the real power of prayer, we've got to climb down off our high horses. We've got to take ourselves off the throne, learn to esteem others higher than ourselves, and walk in humility. Not only that, I'm going to get on your nerves, but I don't write this stuff, I just report it. Not only that, but there is another hindrance in implied here. First, there's a lack of humility, but then secondly, there's a lack of harmony. We think we're going to get prayers through without harmony among the saints. God have mercy. I'm in the text. Look at verse 15. Jesus starts in on some truth about the church. He says, moreover. That word moreover, it just means now. It is the introduction of a new subject, but that new subject is related to the first. Moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you. Oh, Father. Before Jesus starts talking about binding and loosing, I'm trying to help us. Before Jesus starts talking about binding and loosing, before he gets into two or three gathered together, before he explains the power of agreement, he says, first, you've got to deal with the lack of harmony among you. You know what harmony is, right? It's just unity and peace. Before you go trying to bind and loose anything, before you can truly come together in prayer and expect results, you need to deal with the stuff between you and your brother. Get that right. Are y'all hearing me? If your brother, your brother, that is somebody in the family of God, right, through Christ, I, I have to tell you, these are not steps for somebody who doesn't know the Lord. All right? This is Christian to Christian conflict. If he trespasses against you, if he sins against you, if he misses the mark, if he, er if he is in error, if he is mistaken concerning you, here's how you handle it. Are you ready for this? And he gives you the steps. I don't know why we keep trying to make other ways to do it when the Bible is clear. He gives you the steps. Number one, are you ready for this? Go to him. Don't wait for him to come to you. Well, he's the one who did it. You go to him and you tell him his fault. Check this out in private. There is no step 
where you tell somebody else first to get their take on it. And if he hears you, you've gained a brother and it's over. If he hears you, that word, uh, it's hears you, right? If he hears you, that, that is not necessarily if he agrees with you. Are you hearing me? That is not if he says, I'm sorry. It is if he attends to it, if he understands what you're saying, if he considers what you have said, leave it alone. Well, he owes me an apology. Well, you've got to decide if you're going to forgive him because forgiving means that you release him from what you think he owes you. If he hears you, if he gets it, if he, I, I may not agree with you. I may not apologize, but I hear you. Leave it. Now, if he doesn't hear you, then you go get one or two more people. Right now, you got the beginnings of two or three. You go get one or two more people so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word can be established. In other words, so that nobody can lie coming out of the meeting. And if you won't hear them, then there's one more step to go to then you tell it to the church. Let the church have a say. Did you hear these steps? But if he won't hear the church, and you treat him like a heathen and a tax collector, don't have anything to do with him. You don't have to hate him, just don't have anything to do with him. The key to harmony in the church there must be harmony in the church if we're going to realize the power of prayer. There must be harmony in the church if we're going to realize, are you hearing me? There must be harmony in the church if we're going to realize the power of prayer. Saints, we are wasting our breath. We are wasting our sweat and our tears. We are wasting our running up and down the aisle. We are wasting our energy if we think that we're going to get a prayer through and there's something between us. I'm not making this up. Jesus said, when you stand praying, you got to forgive. He said, if you don't forgive, your father won't forgive you. Can we stop playing with this? I, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll leave excited, but I, I got to be pastoral. <laughs> Can we please stop playing with this so that we can see the power that is available to us? I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the power on display. I'm ready to see the, God, the power of God move among us to see the sick healed, to, be, to see the bound delivered, to see the unsaved saved. I'm ready to see its power, but as long as we keep playing, And we'll come, 
we'll feel real holy and religious and we'll roll around on the floor and we'll slob at the mouth and our prayers won't go a bit higher than this ceiling. There's got to be harmony in the church. There's another hindrance implied here and I'll, I'll get off your nerves. It is this, number three, is a lack of heavenly perspective. There's a lack of humility, that's, that's a hindrance. There's a lack of harmony, that's, that's a hindrance. But then there's a lack of a heavenly perspective. It's in the text, verse 18, let's unpack it. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, there is a very real, absolute, legitimate connection between earth and heaven. The concept of binding and loosing in the Jewish culture in which this was written was not new or foreign to them when referring to binding they were referring to what is forbidden and when they were referring to loosing it was referring to what is allowed so the bible is saying essentially whatever you forbid on earth shall be forbidden in heaven and whatever you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven there will be agreement between earth and heaven now the problem is i'm afraid that we are mistaken in the flow of the agreement uh, when we read this in our King James English it sounds like it's saying first we bind it on earth and then it's bound in heaven first we loose it and then it's loosed in heaven but when you look at the original text and the syntax and the tenses of the verbs, you will discover that the actual tense is saying this, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. In other words, it doesn't flow from earth to heaven. It flows from heaven to earth. When we bind and loose here on earth, we better be binding and loosing what has already been bound or loosed in heaven. We are just agreeing with the Father, not telling the Father what to do. Ah, so it makes sense that Jesus would say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven do you get that I, I know I understand and listen I don't have I really I really don't have I'm grateful for TBN I don't have anything against TBN but we watched all that TBN in the 80s the 90s and the 2000s and we got it mixed up we thought that we bind it and then God follows I bind up whatever no you better pray first ask God what he has bound and then you declare what he has bound right okay I don't mean any harm I, but that's the reason why we go around trying to bind up things with seemingly no effect God oh Lord 
I, I, guess I'm, I, I guess I might as well go ahead and say it because there was a whole lot of us. Oh, Father. I, listen, I don't mean no harm. I promise you I am struggling right now. That's why I don't mean no harm. But listen, I promise you uh, there was a whole lot of us going around trying to bind up COVID-19 in March of 2020. Here's the problem. God hadn't bounded in heaven because he allowed it to be so that he could accomplish some things on the earth that he wanted to accomplish. And so we're going around binding up COVID-19 and God said, I've allowed it to do what I need it to do and it ain't going to be bound until I bind it. Oh. Uh, Saints, I don't mean any harm. <laughs> but I got to tell you, we don't have the authority to bind anything on earth that has not been bound in heaven. God have mercy and please help me. We're going around talking about Satan, we bind you. because there will come a time when he is bound according to Ephesians chapter 2 right Satan remains at large as the prince of the power of because he's got a job to do Oh God, we don't we not ready. Help me, Lord. That's why he was at the table when God had the meeting with the angels. Satan wasn't bothering nobody and God said, "Have you looked at? Have you considered my servant Job?" Cuz he's he's on assignment. And so he's not bound. And I don't care how many ways you say it. He will remain at large as the prince of the power of the air until that which is spoken of in Revelation 20 comes to pass. We can't bind on earth what heaven hasn't sanctioned. Now listen, we can cast demons out. Y'all hear what I'm saying? The Bible says we have authority to do that. When we tell a demon to go, it's got to go. But you won't find any biblical ex examples of binding them up or loosing things that can only come as a result of the Holy Ghost. Uh, let me see. We're trying to lose, we, we lose love, we, we lose peace. I got to tell you, those are not things that we lose. Those are the fruit that come from the presence of the Holy Ghost in our lives. I'm trying to teach us. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't lose peace. You got to get filled with the Holy Ghost so you'll exude peace. Now verse 19, let's keep on. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So, Pastor, why doesn't that work? 
me and Sister Jenkins went out and we agreed on the house I want and we even touched it and then somebody else bought it there were two of us we agreed we touched why didn't it work reverend well let me serve notice on us our problem is that we think that this scripture means as long as we agree with each other that we'll have what we want but if that were the case then when James and John and their mother that was two or three when they came to Jesus to see about seats for James and John on Jesus' right and left-hand side, they would have gotten it because there were two or three and they were touching and agreeing. But remember, there's one more person in the mix. He said, where two or three are gathered, there I am. That agreement has to be with him. That's why... When you and Brother Phil agreed, y'all came together, you touched and you agreed about that lottery ticket. <laughs> Nothing came of it because you two agreed and Jesus didn't. Would you look at somebody and tell them don't leave Jesus out? <laughs> the agreement is agreement with Jesus what you want Lord is what I want he told us what to do when he showed us the way to pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Psalm 37, 4, we love to quote it, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But most of us only look at it one way. And he'll give you whatever your heart desires. But is it possible that it could also read, he'll give your heart what to desire? So that as you submit to him, as you line up with him, what you want is what he wants. I got to tell you just one more thing. The gathering belongs to him, not us. I got to point that out because when you look at the original text where it says are gathered together, where two or three are gathered together, um, I know how the New International Version puts it, but that is not, uh, that's not um, authentic to the original text. The, the, the New International says gather together, but the original text says are gathered together. Do you hear the difference? In the original text, it's a passive verb, not an active verb. That just means you're not the one who decides the gathering 
gathering. You don't decide the two or three and you don't decide to come together. It just means that the Father is the one who does the gathering. Where, where I gather two or three together in my name, I will be in the midst of them. Oh, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense why two of the saints can come together and not feel the presence of the Lord. If he hasn't gathered you together, there's no promise that he's going to be there. Because if it were the case, then every church that's open right now would be feeling and experiencing the presence of God. But I guarantee you there's some churches where two or three are gathered right now because they decided to get together and not because he called them together but he says where I gather the two or three I'm guaranteed to show up God deliver me from trying to get people close to me that you don't want here because I love the presence of people <laughs> but I need the presence of God God is saying, let me do my own drawing. <laughs> let me do my own gathering together. I'll be in the midst of the gathering that I produce. I will be in the midst of the gathering that I call for. If they will agree with me, I'll give them what they ask for. Let me go ahead and, and, uh, and close and get off, get off your here. Let me. My advice to everybody today is to agree with Jesus. Help me. I promise this is the last time in this sermon that I will ask you to say anything to anybody. But help me close and tell somebody you need to learn how to agree with Jesus. How do I know what Jesus is saying? I'm so grateful that he left it on record in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He goes on down to verse 14 and says that we beheld his glory because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the word. And so if you're going to agree with Jesus, you've got to start out by agreeing with the word. Psalm 119 says his word is already settled in heaven. He's not trying to figure out what he's going to do. He's not waiting for you to do what you're going to do so he can react to it. The Bible says his word is already settled in heaven. The Bible says if I would seek his kingdom and his righteousness, then he would take care of everything that I need and he would give me what I need to eat and what I need to drink and what I need to wear. I'm just going to agree with his word. 
His word says he'll supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says if there's any sick among you let the elders pray and anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick and will raise them up and I'm just going to agree with his word the Bible says if we would quit being anxious and if we would pray with thanksgiving and let our requests be made known unto God that he would give us peace that goes beyond understanding and I'm just going to agree with his word the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God to them that all the call according to his purpose and I'm just going to agree with his word the Bible says if I call him in the day of trouble that he would deliver me and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says yay though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I don't have to fear any evil because he's with me and I'm just going to agree with his word I know you don't want to hear it but the Bible says if we bring the whole time the whole thing all of it into the storehouse he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that we wouldn't have room enough to receive and uh, he would rebuke the devourer for our sake I'm just going to agree with his word his word says no weapon that's formed against me will be able to prosper and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says if we resist the devil he will flee from us and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says the seed of the righteous shall be delivered and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning and I'm just going to agree with his word his word says when you go through the waters you wouldn't drown and when you go through the fire you wouldn't get burned up and I'm just going to agree with his word the Bible says he was wounded for our transgression bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed and I agree I agree with his word where two or three are gathered and agree with him that's where he is and that's where I know he hears me whatever he says I agree with it he said I'm the head and not the tail I agree he said I'm above only and not beneath 
I agree. He said, I'm the lender and not the borrower. I agree. He said, I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. Everywhere I go, I am blessed. And I agree. He says, my storehouse is blessed. That means my bank account is blessed. My investments are blessed. Everything I set my hand to do is blessed. And I agree. with him right when it starts with him he's guaranteed to finish it'll end with him but that which he has not sanctioned that which he has not called for that which he has not started he is not obligated to bless So we might as well quit pretending and I'm, I'm not just talking about Calvary Church I'm talking about the Big C Church it saddens my heart that we think that we can forego humility we can be as proud and as haughty as we want to be. We think that we can forego harmony. That we can try to talk to our Father in heaven and won't speak to the lady down the road. We think that we can bring any two or three together and agree about anything and God's obligated to do it here's the issue what we've been doing hasn't been working and so if what you're doing is not working you don't keep on doing it <laughs> you change thank God for the Holy Ghost <laughs> who works on the inside of us to bring about that change that's reflected on the outside saints these are evil days and we can't we can't keep on playing we need the Lord 
We need to tap in to the power that he has made available to us in prayer. But let's not kid ourselves. There are some hindrances that we got to watch out for. we got to keep open eyes. Watch and pray, right? There's some hindrances. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, if we're available to him, he'll work on us. And we can get past those. Is there anybody in here who wants to know that you know that you know that you can get a prayer through? <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to keep the lines clear then, okay? Do y'all get it? All right. Come on. said that all week long I agree not only I agree with the, the latter part of the sermon I have to agree that I need some more Bible study I have to agree because the things he was saying I was thinking a whole way I could cast and I can bind you know, but I agree that I need some uh, Wednesday morning Bible study. I need some Wednesday evening Bible study. I need Sabbath school. I, 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 I agree that I need this also in order to um, carry out this assignment for today. Because that was Z. All righty. I had to say that. I'm like, oh, I'm sitting here talking to myself like, Jesus. I can't jump up and run around on this because I need to sit on this and I need to sit in a Bible study. Okay, I'm ranting and raging. Okay, all right. So before I get into what we are about to do, I do want to say first, parents, don't let me forget that I need to do this mission now. Your kid's going to be back there with Mrs. Cookie, and she has some great announcements for a couple of people such as Trinity Green, if we know Trinity Green, and Delante Harris, and um, Carlin, Carlin Bodie. I thought I'd say these names first because these are the children that have given their life to Christ. And Cookie have explained it, and it's obvious that you at home have explained it, what baptism is. So they wants to get baptized also. Woo! Jesus, let the children come. Let the children come. They will lead us. I know it was my children that uh, prayed me into the body of Christ because I was something. So I said that first. Because we have to humble ourselves as little children. The word that went forth this day that should have pierced your heart and opened your hearing and also your sin to know that you need Christ. So today, I offer Christ to you. I offer Christ for a life change. 
I offer Christ, your brothers and sisters next to you. I offer love because God is love. So if you hear that still small voice, that's not you. That's, that's the Lord. He's speaking to you. He said, today is the day. Today is the day. You didn't just come here just to hear a good word, though it was a good word. You came to give your life to Christ. So if anyone, anyone here in the congregation feel that, 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 that little pushing, that, that, that coming, I'm, I'm going somewhere, that's the Holy Ghost Come, Raise your hands. Come. You out in the um, e-congregation, you can always put in that chat here today, this morning, or even after the sermon is over and throughout the day, this sermon, it just keep on um, going around in your head and in your heart. You know, you put it in there. Put it in there. I want to be saved. I want to be said. I want to be part of Mount Calvary Nation. Believe me, if you are screening this, you did not just run past this. You are meant to hear this word. You're meant to hear it. So, if you like to be part of um, Mount Calvary, please just raise your hand. If you never, um, if you never receive Christ, raise your hand. If you feel as though the Holy Ghost wants you to be part of Mount Calvary, raise your hand. So everybody's where they know they're supposed to be in the body of Christ. Okay, alrighty, let me move on. Okay, so we have several ways to give. We're going to go ahead and, um, thank you, Deacons. We're going to go ahead and go to the giving screen. So we have text to give, which is 855-908-0710. Our cash app is money sign, M-T-C-A-L, M-B-C. Then we have Givelify. Tap, give, and you're done. Now, Givelify, you will have to be able to download the app, follow the instructions, and then you're in there. I do have to say that Givelify is um, an awesome way to give tithes, get offerings, give um oh wow what else is on there what you say benevolence building fund and also well Sunday school also does there in their Sunday school class but you can it's a word down there to say other so you can put the amount in there and make sure you tell Miss Jody um um, what you're putting it in. And then also those that um, would like to come to the ball, there is a line in there also for that for you could pay through Givelify to uh, pay for your ball tickets. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I am I am going to 
get ready to pray us out, say a benediction, because I don't believe there's nothing else to be said except I agree. I agree on what everything the word has said, what pastor has um, spoken to us, and going to do that directly. Thank you, though, parents, because I said remind me. Let us stand. Father, as you have gathered us together, Lord God, we thank you that we have heard your word, and we bless your name for it. Give us, Lord God, a reminder that throughout the week, Lord God, to go and listen to this sermon again. Um, that we, Lord God, will be remindful, Lord God, of each step to take, Lord God, in hindering our prayers in um, the lack of humility, Lord God, and the lack of heaven, uh, the lack of heavenly um, perspective, Lord God, we listen to hear a word from you throughout the week as we pray, Lord God, that your will be done. That's what's been done in, um, in heaven is being done on earth. Have your way in our life. Go before us, Lord God, that we be a light unto this nation. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Could we sit down for just a moment and allow the parents first to go and receive their children? Y'all also will have a little information to fill out for your children back in Children's Church. So parents, you could come to this door right here and go and um, pick up your children. Have a blessed day. See?